For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another edition of Inside the ACC. I'm Joe DeLeon, and joining me, former Florida State and Tennessee coach Jay Graham. Today, Jay, we're going to be talking about Clemson, their stretch of success recently, but also failures this season, as Dabo Sweeney has been under a lot of fire for his performance on the field for the Clemson Tigers. Now, we know what happened with the phone call from a fan on his coach's show, and that was a very um, tense point for this program, but apparently it was a rallying spot for Clemson for them to pick up a win against Notre Dame. I, I want to start this this conversation off, Jay, on this one note. Do, do you think them beating Notre Dame is enough to absolve some of the other problems that they've had this year? It, it feels like we're kind of forgetting the fact that they have four losses and we're we're all back to saying, and he even said it, if you want to, you know, if they were a, a stock, you got to buy in now. Do you, do you think it may be clears things up makes us feel a little bit better or do you think this is just kind of a distraction from their lack of uh, lack of success on the field this year well I, I think it's a little bit you know a little bit of both I think you know honestly you have to have those signature wins um you know obviously there's been some turnover you know there's been some turnover in coaches and guys don't realize you, you keep having guys leave early right and we experienced you experienced this at Florida State eventually you're gonna have a difficult year right you have guys that play early. You have freshmen that come in and play four years or three years and leave out, right? Eventually, you're going to have guys there that have not played so much because of the guys in front of them, right? And then you have an older guy with with not a lot of experience, right? And I'm not saying that's the case, but it is the case in some spots, right? You know, and, um, you know, eventually you have a quarterback that comes in and he's like five-star, all this and that, but, but it, like the pressure of the situation he can't handle, like DJ that went on to Oregon State, right? And he went to an area that's less pressure that fits him a little bit better, right? And he goes on to play well. You know, that that that's the kind of things that happened at Florida State. And they're experiencing those things, um, you know, at Clemson, you know, after winning championships, you know, after playing in a national championship game, after being a perennial top two team every year, you know, fans begin to expect that like all the time. And they say, you know, the sky is falling. You know, they're sitting here five and four, right? You know, they have a season to finish and they have to rebuild. This happens with programs. You get to a point, you know, position coaches go be head coaches at Oklahoma. I'm surprised they kept it together as long as they did. Tony Elliott went on to uh, Virginia. He's running that program. You know, eventually they're, they're, you got to reach from outside of the program to go get your OC or defensive coordinator. So that becomes a little bit of a learning process. You know, now the words aren't the same. Right. And and these guys have to relearn, you know, the younger guys have to relearn. The program has to re, you know, they refurbish and get ready to go. And I think this is a very um, important time. Dabo Sweeney is a phenomenal coach. One of my favorite, you know, and I've been around him a lot. You know, he, as a young coach, he was a, you know, assistant coach. He took time with me to, to show me the ropes of what what he does. Right. When, when, you know, that's when you're young, you're just going around. There. So I know he's a really good coach. You know, he has a group and, and a staff of really good coaches. They run it the same way. They run it the right way. 
You know, and I think that's the key is getting everybody on the same page to get it going. So to answer your question, yes, that 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 win is very important because it's important for the young men that are there now. Because the program is like re, you know, it's coming back. You know, you had a little drop right here, it's coming right back up to where it should be. They're just rebuilding that program. And, you know, you know, Alabama did have some years like this, right? You know, they did have some years like this. People go, because they always compare him to Nick. You know, Nick did have, you know, the year Florida State won a national championship in 2013. You know, they had some struggles, but their struggles were still in a bowl game and going like, you know, 10 and 3, you know, or something like that, right? So it's like, are your low years really low? And I don't think it will be for Clemson. My biggest issue, I think, with, with Clemson this year that's that's held them back is – and it's it's highly talked about is the transfer portal and and his sure. unwillingness to uh, attack it and, and utilize it and it, it's really funny to to listen to that that call that he had where or where a fan called into the coach's show and and was criticizing him and part of his response was you know to coach K not have bad years but we look back at and we we look at that example where coach K was a basketball coach in a situation where there's a lot more roster turnover. And there was also a period of time in Coach K's career where one and duns were starting to become very prevalent in basketball. And he was unwilling to adapt to it and then eventually did adapt to it. And I think yeah. that Dabo, if he wants to compare himself to him, he has to make that that change. He has to be willing to not solely focus on um, turnover of guys on his roster and, and developing the guys on the roster. Because at times in this modern world of, of college football, you're going to have roster holes, and the way that you fix those roster holes is hopping into the portal. You are a premier brand. You're going to have an easier time than most programs of attracting and bringing in those guys. The, the craziest part about all this is it's, it's not even a position for them that's holding them back that is hard to get in the transfer portal. Offensive linemen are impossible to come by. Defensive right. linemen, impossible to come by. I mean, a guy from a, a school that I played at, University of Rhode Island, was mm -hmm. one of the highest sought after offensive linemen, and then there were there was nobody really after that. And Johnny Cornelius is playing great at Oregon. Uh, shout out to him. But we see that they just need receivers. They just need to get themselves some better receivers. They are right now one of the worst teams statistically in yards per completion. They're just not getting separation. A lot of their production is coming from tight ends. And you look at their recruiting classes. There, there's been a little bit of a slight regression not a significant amount that would warrant this massive drop-off, but it's as simple as attracting and bringing in some of these bigger-name receivers if they could have gotten an Adani Mitchell if he was interested in transferring to Clemson. Guys like that that hopped in the portal at the receiver position. For me, I think a clear step forward, and I will be more willing to accept that, that Dabo's taking this in a different direction, is if this upcoming portal class, he can pull one or two top 100 portal prospects. I think that that is a reasonable thing considering how big their brand is and how sought after joining that program is for them to go and get some of these premier receivers that do enter the portal. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
You know, um, I agree with you. I, I think the NIL, NIL is a perfect opportunity for them to do that. You know, now I'm a Duke fan, a Duke fan, okay? So when Calipari had all the one and duns and, and, and Mike Krzyzewski was against it, right, Coach K, um, you know, he wasn't really against it, right? But he wanted to see how it worked, right? He wanted to understand it. He wanted to see it. And he was slow to do it. But once he did it, he did it right. Because Coach K couldn't afford to do it wrong, you know, just based on how he did things, right? And I think about Dabo in this way. Dabo, um, he's done it his way, and he's gotten to this point, right? And they won championships. They 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 have a perennial top five program and how it's run. You know, I went through the uh, facilities this summer. Their facilities are for, are phenomenal. You know, the way they do things, phenomenal. Um, the way they run camp and everything else is the way you should. You know, so you look at those things, right? That's culture, right? And it's very important in culture that you that you look at how who you put in that program. I think it's very important. You know, they've always recruited in a different way, different, you know, types of young men that fit their culture. And they've done a great job of that. You know, so, yes, he will get I know he will get in the transfer portal, you know, at some point, you know, but it will be on his time based on his program. And how he wanted done. He wants to see that everything gets worked out, you know, and every little kink. And I know we've been, what, three years into this portal thing, right? But it, it, it's just, you know, he's an old wily vet and he understands, hey, this culture is key as far as how we do things and how things get done. You know, and I know the coaches within that program, they understand the problems and the things they got to get going in order to get back to that level. But I think he's going to get in it. But I think it's going to it may be now. This might be the time now. But it might be next year that they start finding the right type of guys. And I would imagine it'd be guys that they recruited before that they have relationships with that didn't go to Clemson but fit their mold. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to go back and look at those things. And that's, those are the type of guys who may have a degree, you know, that's coming back over, you know, fifth-year transfers that they may go after. I'm sure that Dabo will find a way to turn this program around. Again, you said it, very good football coach, just – a bit of a lull in his timeline of uh, of coaching. This this weekend they're playing against Georgia Tech. They're playing against oh. a team that has played spoiler for oh, a lot of teams this year. A lot of teams this year. They beat UNC. They beat Miami. And shockingly enough, the betting line for this game is very big. It's like 14 and a half when I took it. I was very surprised by a lot of books assuming that this game was going to be a blowout. I, I don't think that's going to happen. And I'm I'm not trying to completely drag down Clemson here, but yeah. I just think that that Georgia Tech team has been really scrappy and with a, a an offense for Clemson that's not exactly putting up a crap load of points. There's a path here that not so much Georgia Tech winning, but keeping this game close. Well, you look at the history though. When Georgia Tech goes to Clemson, it's usually not good for for Georgia Tech, right? And it's usually a game they've upset uh, Clemson um, before when they've had top ranked teams, right? And it's always been at Georgia Tech. Um, Georgia Tech has always played tough there. You know, I remember Florida State team that lost their first uh, ACC game in three years was at Georgia Tech. So it, it's interesting. The Tech coaches are really good. You know, and they got a bunch of uh, experienced, really good coaches. And they found a way to develop these kids into, you know, contenders. That team, that program is growing, you know, and it's growing. And they're winning some signature games. So – there could this could be a different team as far as that's concerned when they go into Clemson, but I think Clemson is starting to roll, and it's like when you got everything in place, which I think they do at Clemson, 
and you get the faith of, hey, oh, man, it's like you got the process, but you really trust it when it equals out to a win. Let's just be honest. We're talking about young men, and they're looking at it like, oh, now I see why this process worked. We went through adversity, so they'll get rolling really fast. And when that momentum gets rolling at Clemson, you know, they're going to win some games. So I would imagine that this – I think the spread should be 14. You know, I think this oh. is going to be a tough game for Georgia Tech because, mm. you know, I think Clemson is getting rolling at the right time, and they don't want to see that that other team, you know, that they were two weeks ago. They don't want to see that team for a while, right? Yeah. Because they, they get the pat on the back, and these guys like, thank you. I'm finally – let's go. You know, let's, let's get out of these doldrums and go play some football. All right, well, I, I hope you're wrong on that because then I'm going to be. Uh, I need to make some money off of that 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 bet oh, that no. I threw down there. I just I just need 13 <laughs> points, Jay. I just need 13 <laughs> points. I don't I don't need any anything more than that. I hope your prediction's uh, a little bit wrong. But uh, uh, last thing I want to get to before we uh, wrap this episode, uh, talking about the performance on Thursday night with Louisville and with mm. with uh, with Virginia. Virginia has also been one of those teams that, despite their record, they're two and eight now. Right. Despite that, they they're still playing guys close. They're playing teams close. They're they're fighting. They're scratching and clawing. They've got a lot of issues. They're they're battling through adversity of what happened last year, and it's going to take some mm -hmm. time to really get this team back to a a very competitive point. But they're at least showing up and and, and yes. fighting until the very very end. They've also dealt with a lot of injuries, and there's been this mm -hmm. one freshman kid who's been coming in, Anthony Calandria, quarterback who is so fun to watch he also makes a lot of really head scratching decisions with the football but he is he is fun he is exciting i want to go as far as to say this I, I think that how close this game was on thursday i think that louisville is a little bit of a um it, it, they're deceptive i don't right. think that they're deserving of, of how highly ranked that they are i think that jeff brahm has put this team in a really good position and he is a really good head coach but as we're discovering here, they are just not beating up on these lower-level teams enough to feel for for me to feel justified of being them being placed inside that top fifteen. Well, you look at their team; it's really built, and I like teams built like this. You know, defensively, because you can really depend on them. You know, doing some things right and, and, and shutting some teams down. And here's the thing, though: defensively, you start getting guys beat up or. Someone figures out this little bitty and you know into intricacies of what you do defensively, right? Because it's still offensive. They change and then defense adjusts. You know that's how defense have just have have gone over time in college football. You know, but you look at them. People are gonna gonna start to adjust to what they do defensively. And that game was thirty one twenty four in Virginia. And I'll go back and flip to Virginia side. Everything you mentioned about Virginia and what um they do is, you know, Tony Elliott is their head coach. Tony Elliott is one of the best offensive coordinators in the country, you know? So he's going to figure out those little things, right? you know? And I remember uh, when they went against Tennessee, you know, because I'm a University of Tennessee grad. So we went, they went against Tennessee. I was looking, I was going, to, ooh, if that play, if they wouldn't have got a sack right there, that, play, that ball would have been open for Virginia, right? You know, if that, that quarterback would have saw the, the outright over here, it, it was open. So they're starting to see those things, right? They're starting to make those plays that they were just as close to making, you know, that didn't decide, you know, that, that you don't see on the score at the end. You know, so they're starting to make those plays. So that that, that score, 31-24, says a lot. It says a lot about, you know, they're starting to figure out defensively what Louisville's doing because they're built on shutting people down. They shut Duke down 23 to nothing. 
You know, mm. you don't goose egg a team like that unless you're really good on defense, you know. And when you're good on defense, the offense has the ball the whole time. You can get looks all day. But that score says a lot, but it's not just about Louisville to me. I think it's mm. both sides right there. But Louisville has to understand when they go play Kentucky, right, we'll find out how good they are. You know, I think that's a good gauge game for them to see, you know, where they fall. If they're a top 15 team in that game against Kentucky, which I think I think that's going to be a tougher game than what I said. I said on Twitter, I think there's no way Louisville is going to beat Kentucky. I think I'm going to eat my words. You know, I'm feeling like I'm about to eat my words, but I'm still going with Kentucky right now because of that game, that last game, 31-24. See, I just want to, before we close out here, I, I – I, I do think that that Duke game, though, kind of plays into what I'm saying here because they beat up yeah. on – 23-0 is a big 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 performance. But to do that against a team with their backup quarterback and, – and Henley Bieland Jr., is, he, he's fine, and I think that he's young and he's, he's improving. And I do a show, actually, with, with his quarterback coach, so uh, trying to be put a positive spin on his performance. But he, he, they still can't move the ball the same way that they could with Riley Leonard. you know. And I, yeah. I, I kind of think that that – Score looks impressive on paper, but I, I, right. I, I just I feel like we're putting a lot of stock in in Louisville, and and they just they're getting lucky yeah. in a way, you know, they're getting lucky, yeah. and I guess sometimes you just need that. Yes, you do, but I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying. You know, I really do, Joe. But I'm sitting here going, we'll know for sure. I think that last week, because I'm gonna tell you, my, you know, Stoops is kind of like their, their team is kind of like that boxer in pro pro boxing. You know, it's yeah. like. They ain't gonna be the champion, but they decide who plays like who who steps up past that into that next level of top fifteen, right? They're they're kind of the team that d- decides that, right? You know, Tennessee played them, you know, you know Missouri played them, you know. You kind of see at the end here when they, if they beat Louisville, I think that tells you and how they beat them, right? I think that tells you, you know, what type of Louisville team you have right here. You know, are they outside of the top, tw- uh, you know, outside of the, the bottom half of the top 25, right? Or are they up in that top 15? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.